I mean, could you be at a better place? I don't think so. You guys party your asses off here. Yeah, the party's already going. <laughs> Two of my best friends are from here, and I cannot keep up with either of those bitches. We were on our way here, and the Uber driver or whatever was like, yeah, you know, I've lived here for a few years. They drink here. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I love they it. Drink. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, we've um, we've been having a nice day so far. We landed midday, and we walked down to the public market, and went to the St. Paul Seafood. It was very fun. Um, and as we were walking there, I had this like very exciting thing because tonight, of course, we're going to be recapping the season premiere of Top Chef. Did you mean to show up at our very first ever live Top Chef recap? But then when we're walking around we realized that one of our favorite Taste the Nation episodes, which is hosted by Padma Lakshmi, took place right here in Milwaukee. It sure did. Did you guys watch that one? Because, you know, Taste the Nation, for those of you who haven't watched, it's like Padma's own food show, where she travels all over the world to say, who did Americans steal this food from? <laughs> yeah. But, but the one in Milwaukee was great because first of all, it starts off, if memory serves me correctly, it's just her in the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile being like, oh, what sort of car is this? This is nice. <laughs> what is a hot dog? And then she goes to, how do you say it? Usingers, Usingers? Usingers. Usingers. Everyone likes to get, Usingers. So she, right, she goes there and she tells the guy, she's like, hey, What's the story behind hot dogs? And he goes, he's like, well, actually, it's a funny story. Wait, I know it. It was a country fair, and some of the hot dogs were too hot, so someone held out a bun and put it in the bun. That's hot dogs. He's like, thanks, okay. A bunch of Americans went to Germany and stole them. <laughs> Where did burritos come from? The deep questions. I know. You gotta love Padma. I and this week her. she was on her Instagram just, look at me, I'm being pulled on a wagon. <laughs> it's almost as good as an Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I just realized as I started to tell you about that, I didn't even put the sound up because that's all I do when I look at Padma Instas. I scroll through and stop and go, oh my God. Look at me, I'm on a wagon. I just say it to myself. She's just being pulled by some gay in a wagon. It's like, great, that's good. I'm of the people. 
Oh, there was another one I saw of her, because I was trying to explain to my niece who Padma was, you know, because since Top Chef is coming back, I'm walking around the house going, did you mean, you know, I'm doing it all the time. And she's like, why do you keep doing that? And I said, okay, I'm going to show you this woman's Instagram. It's hilarious. And the first, the first thing I scroll to is Padma going, I love roller skates. <laughs> you know how roller skating makes me feel? Oh my God. <laughs> I can't imagine Padma. Classic. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Watch What Crappings. Never say that part. The podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on you, bros. Now, I'm videotaping this. This is yeah. why I have two screens up here. This is going to be a fucking mess, okay? Yeah. You're supposed to look. You press one face. Look, it's me. But yep. I'm like, look, I, this isn't going to work. Look, And, and look, me. I hit you kind of, and then look, it's you're all the way to the right. You guys That's will okay. see later. You'll see later. I just wanted to explain why I'm pressing two things. It's like the least <laughs> difficult job in the world. And I'm like, how do I do it? <laughs> Ronnie has a little circle around his face that's following him around. He looks like he's underwater, like those old-fashioned underwater things where you walk around the bottom with a thing. Um, also, so, because this is the first episode of Top Chef of the season, we have to do our traditional disclaimer. Oh, yes. Because we know not everyone is current with Crappin's Top Chef recaps. Okay? Listen up, snowflakes. <laughs> We love Gail Simmons. Love her. We think she is wonderful. We think she is smart. We think she is beautiful. We have no issues with her whatsoever. But Padma, a bitch. Okay, and we all know, we all know that Padma is seething under there when she's not talking. So, just know... Everything mean we say about Gail is what we're imagining Padma's probably saying. It's not what we're saying, and we do not condone anything that we say. It's all horrible. And if Padma ever really said any of this stuff, I would personally... Actually, I would, I would praise her. I was going to say, I would like, personally counsel Bravo. You know that's a lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's like the sickest kind of projection. Like we're not even projecting our own feelings onto someone. We're projecting feelings onto someone onto someone. Yeah. It's like projection by proxy. What would you call that? Who well, cares? Okay. I, <laughs> so we were going through our notes backstage because we've never done this. And normally when we recap this on our own, it's like 10 hours. Because yeah. you're like, and then they had sirloin steak. <laughs> I do not approve of how they marinated that. Do you like do you do you marinate in Ziploc bags or do you do it in like Tupperware Absolutely container? Absolutely not. I would never do that with a Ziploc bag. That's crazy, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, that's how we normally talk. So we were going backstage trying to see like how can we edit this down? We can't. Okay, it's yeah. going to be ten hours. So th <laughs> thanks for be being 12 here. Twelve hours. <laughs> Two part thing. So one of the things that we love about Top Chef is how seriously the contestants take themselves all the time. Like, remember the one guy who's like, I've got a tattoo of mise en place on my forearm. It's got a preparation tattoo. I got a fork and a knife on my forearm. It's always on the forearm that they always want to put the stupidest tattoo. It's a pig. Well, yeah, you want people to see it, you know? It's like how bottoms always get the tramp stamp, you know? <laughs> Give them something to read. Keep them interested. <laughs> them the chefs are like, look at the, look at the pan! Look at the pan! 
So we start with, we don't know anyone's name yet, and we just see one lady, and she's like the curly-haired. We later find out it's Evelyn from Houston. Yeah. And she's like, you know, she's doing slow-motion things. And she's like, people think it's glamorous being a chef, but it's not all pretty all the time. Nobody thinks it's no glamorous. One. Literally we've nobody. Seen, we've seen Down Abbey. We've seen Mrs. Padmore. That's not glamour. We've seen Ina. Okay, yeah. Ina lives in a big mansion. She's rich as fuck. It still looks hard. I mean, I saw, I saw her making cookies the other day, and she was like, oh. <laughs> it's like the heaviest fan of all time she has to use. If you go to the Food Network, there's nothing on that network that speaks of glamour. I'll tell you that much. No one thinks it's glamorous. So then um, uh, the big guy who we later learn is Robert, but he's the gay. At, oh, we got Robert fans. Robert stands Robert, over there. Robert's already got some stands. Oh, Robert fans. And I can understand why, because he starts the episode by pulling pasta sheets out of the <laughs> kitchenaid. I was with you. So he's like, I think for a long time, we undervalued our cooks, and we still have a lot of work to do, but we'll get there. And then he gives this, like, tough but sad look to the camera, like... Yeah. Like, value me, value me. We get their arms. We're gonna get their arms, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then I liked, I like this one personally. So the next one is a woman that we find out later is Sarah, and she's sort of like, she sort of talks like this a little bit, but she goes, "I like to see the tides are changing, and I think they are because of a younger generation of chefs putting their foot down." And then it cuts to like someone with a cleaver just slicing a watermelon. Her. It was her, her, like, ugh! She's cutting like, wow. the water. She's, like, chopping the you watermelon. You really showed like, that watermelon. Take that. Take that. Change your attitude, watermelon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the theme of this year is Top Chef. And I don't know when anybody, when we started peddling this idea, that chefs are the real victims in the world. <laughs> I mean, that's the opening. They're like, oh, my God, chefs are going to finally get respect. I just paid $35 for a piece of fucking salmon. You are not undervalued. Okay. <laughs> Fuckers. So then it like sort of segues into like not quite a trailer, not quite opening credits, but kind of like a montage of things. And it starts where you see Tom Click is sitting there and his hat just blows away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's like my hat just blew away. Because Tom has really leaned into hats lately. Oh, you know, yeah, like past, that's true. He's in a fedora The phase. past few years, yeah, he's been in his, like, Kyle Richards phase of hats. Where yeah. it's just... It's, it's like he just realized he's bald, you know? Yeah. Like, are you going to do any spells on us? Oh, are you Stevie Nicks now? Like, what's going on, Tom? Spells. <laughs> so we get Padma, you know, I love the Padma monologue. Every week I've noticed yes. something new. So this is this year's. Top Chef is back. <laughs> and so are my bangs. <laughs> Fifteen talented chefs in the country have traveled to one of the most diverse cities in the nation. And then one of the chefs goes, Balud helped me get my green card. He's like... <laughs> Each week, we'll be joined by a Top Chef guest star, as, as well as a local or national culinary icon. And Gail. <laughs> she says national or culinary icon. Like, she doesn't want to commit to them actually being culinary, you know? <laughs> 
clothespins, how iconic. What do you think, clothespin? So then while she's doing this, they show Padma enjoying her guest chefs, and she's doing, so Padma has a few moves. She does the, um, ha, 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 you're so famous. And then she does the, um, mm, mm, the like she's really enjoying it, but very sexily for TV. And so she mixes both of them, so she's like, it's like patting her head and rubbing her stomach. Have you heard of hot dogs? <laughs> so she's like, um, oh, so then we see some of the icons. And one of the guys, because it's Texas, you know, so it's like, and now a barbecue challenge, you know. So uh, one of the guys is like, this barbecue could have been better, which, I mean, you say at every barbecue place, right? And then this older Texas lady goes, we love Kaiso. <laughs> yeah. And then she shrugs. She's like, <laughs> Who's queso? I saw a little <laughs> I saw a little video preview, you know, where the chef, not the chefs, the uh, judges, who are chefs, I guess, mm. um, are talking really deeply about the season, like very actor studio, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah. this season's going to be so different because dot, dot, dot. And Padma's like, the thing that's so great is that this time I have company in the quick fires. She seems so pissed. You know, Papa's like, excuse me, I guess every single week? Wow, thanks. At stake for the winner, a spatula, $5. A case of buble, a spot to carry my bags at the Aspen Food and Wine Festival. And the honor of knowing me, Padma Lakshmi, good friend of Ali Wong. <laughs> So then we wind up then in the quick fire kitchen, and Padma's standing there with Don, who was one of the finalists from last season. I think everyone loved Don. I love Don personally. And so the chefs come filing in, and Padma's standing there, just like so ready to torture them for many weeks, like mentally torture them, just everything, throw bell peppers at them, whatever she can do, she's so ready. So she's like, hello, chefs. Welcome to Houston and season 19 of Top Chef. And then it just cuts to this woman, Stephanie, from North Dakota, who I think is, like, way out of her league. <laughs> Poor girl. I mean, bless her heart. <laughs> She's, like, walking into the Top Chef kitchen. It's like a dream. I mean, I'm having an outer body experience. I mean, they, they have electricity here. <laughs> Stephanie, while you're outside your body, tell your worldly body that her nude bra is showing from under your white strap shirt. <laughs> I'm not a big bra shamer, but even I was like... No, that was some, good. Lean into it. Lean in. It's like, you know you're on TV, right? So then Evelyn Garcia from the beginning, from Texas, she's like, I see Padma, but that knife challenge makes me think it's, it's a team challenge. I'm like, yeah, well, you've seen the show before. And she's, she's like, you know what? Being from Houston, that's definitely an advantage. Yeah, because the second you don't like something, you can run and get your damn gun. I wouldn't fuck with anybody <laughs> in this season either. I'm from there. This is not a state you want to fuck with your neighbors. <laughs> no. The Amazon guy doesn't even come all the way to the door. He kind of like tosses it to the door and just like backs away from the ring. Like... 
chefs, take a look around. You're all not famous. Standing among you is an incredible collection of talented chefs, all here to compete for the grand prize of 250,000 minutes of Boost Mobile Wireless. <laughs> furnished by San Pellegrino and our good friends at the Talenti family of Talenti products. All for that title of Top Unfamous Person. <laughs> You all represent a range of cuisines, from Asian to French to Afro-Lasian. No, Afro-Lasian. Lasian. Afro-Lasian. Wow. Wow, that was I love hard. inventing new things. And the editor, it's like the editors knew we were going to fuck that up because <laughs> she goes, to Afro-Lasian. And the, it goes, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. But it was a banjo instead. So then, um, now my favorite, th my, my new favorite thing that they've started doing the past few years is when Padma does, it's like, the, it's not like a popularity contest, but it's like shaming the people who like, are just from like normal restaurants. Because yes. she does the like, huh, I think we have mm. some James Beard nominees here, don't we? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Raise your hand if you have a James Beard nominee. Oh, she oh, has one. Oh my God. Who else? Who else is... No? Oh, losers. Except it's Top Chef, so like everybody has one, you know? She's like, all right, no offense. So she's like, lady who has one. Oh, okay, thank you. See, you never know, girl. You never know. They're like, like, here I am about to rag on James Beard for a solid five hours. She's like, all right, everyone with the James Beard Award, raise your hand. Not you, cameraman, all right? <laughs> the best new snow cone gourmet chef in the southernmost part of the northern south who can also hold a camera nomination doesn't count here. <laughs> right. Now, raise your hand if you've ever worked in a Michelin-starred kitchen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wow. 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 That's almost as many times a day I try to tell Gail that there are more stores in the world than a Ross dress for less. <laughs> oh, she's coming. Gail's coming. So, Damar Brown is one of the chefs we meet, and he is the chef de cuisine at Virtue Restaurant in South Chicago. Yeah. Scattered sure applause for Virtue Restaurant. <laughs> And I'm sure it's delicious. Yes. But I'm not going to compliment a restaurant, a restaurant called Virtue. I no. won't do it. No. Virtue does not make you hungry. Sin makes your ass yes. hungry, okay? It's literally one of the sins, gluttony. So, so then... My favorite. Uh, Padma's feeling a little upset because she thought she was going to be able to shame some people who didn't work in michelin star restaurants, but they all do. So she's like, huh... How can I make them all feel bad? Oh, I know. Hey, there's someone here who worked at the best restaurant in the whole entire world. Who is it? And then this douchebag from Sons of Anarchy or Vikings. He's like, oh yeah, that was me. I worked in Noma for eight and a half years. Coat check, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's not the best restaurant in the world. There needs to be like an Applebee's or something. What's Noma? I've never heard of Noma. That's not, my, that's not in the mall. 
I can tell you that right now. Noma Express. Yeah. So, looks like we have some competition in the kitchen. <laughs> Hope you're ready, because this challenge is a silent killer. Is it a fart challenge? <laughs> Who says that? We're all going to be farting on Gail. <laughs> Commercials. Here comes one right now. So, guess what? Evelyn was totally right. They have to draw knives, guys. It's like the Chekhov's shocking. gun of Top Chef. <laughs> yeah, it's shocking. So, they pull, these, they pull knives, and they all have, like, one, two, three on them, and they have to all get into teams that say, like, there has to be a one, a two, and a three. Guys, in case anyone's really concerned about the procedure. So, we meet this guy named Jackson, and he's just kind of like this really tall, like, kind of dopey white guy, you know? Kind of looks around like this. Yes. And he tells us, you know what I was hoping? That it wouldn't be a team challenge. I mean, this sucks. I had COVID a month ago. I mean, everything was fine with it, but then I lost my sense of smell and my sense of taste. And he goes, I don't want to tell anybody, though. Does that make me a dick? I mean, yeah, it also makes you someone who's going to lose a fart challenge. <laughs> Today's challenge is just like a trust fall, which reminds me, if you see Gail starting to fall over, run! <laughs> you know, the game where someone falls on you and then you catch them with your hands in their armpits? Mmm, delicious! <laughs> You'll have 30 minutes to incorporate all of your cooking styles into one dish. Each team member will have 10 minutes. You'll have to treat them like I treat non-famous guest judges when the cameras aren't on. Don't speak to them. <laughs> and get out of my face after 10 minutes. Enjoy your challenge on your non-cushiony floor. <laughs> Did you guys notice that Padma has one of those oh, it's just really... Oh, Amazon really... Basics, yeah. <laughs> The, the gel thing that you wash dishes on so your feet don't hurt. I'm going to have my whole fucking house done in that. Ugh. That stuff is the best stuff. Fabian's like, I can't just stand in the, in the challenge. I need a gel mat. So then Dawn tells them that they all have to, like, uh, make, uh, make a dish that says something about, like, their, their contribution have to say something about who they are. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm, like, literally laughing at Ronnie still. <laughs> just... This show is so funny to me. So, so, Don, so then, goes, Don goes, each of you adds something unique to the world, and that's what we want you to add to your dish. Wow, Don. <laughs> Do we have this kind of guess nobody brilliance to look forward to every week during the Gus Challenge? Okay, everyone who has a one knife, stand over there. And everyone who has a two knife, stand over there. And everyone who has a three knife, stand over there. And everyone who's friends with Lena Waithe, stand over there. Oh, just me? Oh, whoa, just whoa, me? Whoa. Oh, sorry. Thankfully, because there's only one gel mat. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting a phone call. Let's see. Oh, it's my dear friend Lena Waithe. Hi, Lena. Yes, we can get you a gel, gel mat. Just don't tell Dawn. Okay, see you soon. Bye. It was no one. 
So Sarah, who's the lady who's like, chefs are gonna get respect, and then she like chopped the watermelon. Okay, <laughs> that lady, she's like, you know, I'm on the fly. I'm just that kind of chef, okay? Like I look at, I look at every challenge and I go, that's a choose your own adventure challenge. And I'm the game master. You did not choose this adventure. This adventure was just handed to you. Game master! Watermelon. Watermelon spray. Also, I don't want to be told that, like, your cooking on the quick fire is a choose your own adventure. My memory serves me correctly. Every time I did choose your own adventure, it's always like, and you die. Yes, yes. <laughs> the end. Start yes, over. every time. It's literally like the Padma Lakshmi of books. Like, oh, this story's over. Bye. Do you want to make a left in this cave, a right, or go straight? You're dead. <laughs> Oops, you got bit by a scorpion, stupid. Bye. So, so Leah Giacconi is uh, this lady, and like, she's the glasses lady, you yeah. know? And I say that, this, I'm, like, I've worn glasses forever. Well, I don't now. I got LASIK, who cares? So... I'm not glasses shaming, but you know like when glasses is like your personality? It's yeah. like, yeah. I've got so many, like these glasses match my outfit. You know, she's like yeah. that lady. And uh, so she's setting up a bunch of stuff because everyone's, you know, rushing around the kitchen. She's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set things up so that my team can know what I'm thinking. I was like, so you're the lady from HelloFresh who just put shit on the counter? Yes. Because, you know, I don't read those instructions either. I just unwrap the box and just throw it all in the pan and somehow don't die of food poisoning, you know? And I'd like to also point out that while they're also prepping everything, Sarah, who is like, oh, I, this is like a choose-your-own-adventure for me. She's like, I'm choosing two proteins, scallops and pork. What sort of choose-your-own-adventure is that? You're dead. The great scallop and pork adventure. So then, um, then on the yellow team, this girl, Joe Chan, yes, is like, yes. I'm going to do Salsa Verde. Because one time I made it for Jonathan Waxman, and it worked. Yeah. Did Balud get anyone you know their green card? Because I think that's a bigger name drop so far, ma'am. I don't need to slice a watermelon to get my respect around here. So then, um, yeah, so she's very much all about the salsa verde. She keeps talking, well, she's making it, and they're watching her make it, and they're like, oh, I think she's making salsa verde or a chimichurri or something like that. So then, I'm only saying that because later on, it comes back. And so then, Padma's like, time to switch. Twos go in, ones come out, and someone fished Gail out of the trough of chocolate I found her in. Poor Gail's not even on the show yet. We're just dragging <laughs> her through the... So Robert, who's the big gay, uh, who needed to be, like, felt at the beginning, is like, the last time I worked in the kitchen was in 2019, and I might be a little rusty, but I always work really fast. I was like, this fucker's going <laughs> to drop know. something. That's I know. always I know. Always. When they're like, I'm so good at speed, it's like, boom, and then they drop the whole thing. And then Evelyn, you know, Evelyn, she's... <laughs> so the one who was up before her has, like, started... I think it was maybe Jamar had like set up some corn to go on the, in the skillet and she sees the corn. She goes, I don't understand the corn. I'm like, it's corn. <laughs> skillet. Cook. Put some butter on that butter, shit. Toss it cook. a couple It'll of times. It always work Boom. out perfectly with corn. <laughs> um, so then Sam King. So he's, okay, so clown music and we inter we're introduced to this guy, Sam. 
who just starts walking around the kitchen. Everyone's running, you know, I'm the fastest. And Sam's like, doo, 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 yeah. doo. and his team's watching him kind of freaking out. And he goes, listen, I'm not going to run around like everyone else. You can taste crazy. <laughs> You can also taste raw. Yeah, you can also taste uncooked, Sam. (laughs) So then Monique, this woman Monique, so Monique goes after Joe. And so this is Joe who is making the salsa verde, all the salsa verde talk. Monique gets there, she sees this chimichurri, and she goes, I think what Joe is telling me is that she wants me to cook this steak with chimichurri. (laughs) It's like, what gave you that idea? Was it the steak and the chimichurri right there? That was the best one, because the whole dish, the whole dish was just a steak and then the sauce. Huh. (laughs) I wonder if I should put this sauce on the steak. I got a funny feeling that I should use the sauce with the steak. This is so shocking that this happened. Robert just drops his shit. (laughs) Just drops it. He drops the succotash. He's like, my succotash is on the floor. (laughs) A very Top Chef quote. So, I had to do something with the meat, so I put the meat under the grill so that it kind of stays warm. He hid the meat. He hid it. Which is hard enough to even see, right? Yeah. But his partner, Robert, can't even smell, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're fucked. They are He's fucked. He's really like, I knocked over the succotash, so at least we have this protein. Let me put it in a strange desk drawer I found. That's not even supposed to be there. So then he puts it there, and then Luke, who's not Luke from Summer House, but Luke the Viking. The best restaurant. Yeah, yeah from the, the best restaurant. Luke from the, the best world. restaurant in the world. Chili's. Then he takes over the station, so he's standing in front of the drawer, so this guy can't even see the drawer if he wanted to. Do. Well, didn't he put it? Jackson, okay, so big dumb Jackson, right? <laughs> His partner comes on. Yeah. So he's like, hmm. And he goes to the wrong station, first of all. Yeah. Okay. He's been watching all of the people before him cook. He goes to the wrong station and he's like, is this your meat? He asks somebody, is this yours? And they're like, yeah, this is my meat and my station. Like, why weren't you watching Robert? He was right before you. Keep your eyes on him. I mean, Jackson. What was he looking at? I don't, I don't know. My beauty. Couldn't turn away. So, um, so now, so he makes, he starts making eggplant. In the meantime, no, I'm sorry. Please. Robert, okay, Robert, who put the meat there in the first place, he goes, the meat is under the grill? And so I'm trying to stare at him? And I'm hoping he can read my eyes. And then you see Robert, and he's gone like this. <laughs> It's completely blank eye. <laughs> so, so thank you. <laughs> Someone just chopped some watermelon. So, <laughs> I want respect. So then, um, so Luke's whole thing. So he worked at Noma, and he's all high on his hog because of it. And he start, starts talking about like as the third chef, you know, like you want to have your, you want to put your touch on it, but you can't do too little because you'll just be serving. And I'm from Noma. Much. Noma, yeah, I got a beard. So then, I can't put what I know from Noma into the time challenge. What? <laughs> do you know what they're making? Stir fry. Yeah. 
That's what his team is making. He's like, how do I put my wisdom into this stir-fry? He's trying to turn his stir-fry into a foam or something. So then, then we meet Buddha. So now we meet Buddha, um, who has an Australian accent, which is fun, because we always love butchering an Australian accent. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I worked in France when I was 17 years old, and I couldn't speak any French at all, and sometimes the best communication isn't communicating at all. He's, he agrees. Talking is a terrible form of communication. I've always agreed. I will stay single until I just meet somebody mute. Like, I don't want to hear it. Okay? I talk. You don't talk. I don't, even, I don't even care if you don't listen. Just don't talk. Okay? And so, yeah. He's like, when you see something doist, you know what has to be doist. I'm like, okay. So then... And then we meet, then we see Nick. So Nick, he is at the, the station that's doing like, I think corn and something else, shallots or whatever. And he goes, you know what? I see shallots, I see Brussels sprouts. Mississippi is bold. Mississippi is flavorful. I was like, yeah, can you cook Mississippi right now? What are you talking about? Yeah. So then Luke is the, the Noma guy. He's running around the kitchen. Now Sam, Sam's the guy who is just walking around like... <laughs> yeah, the slow walker. Sam's As opposed to Jackson, who was the goofy walker. Right. So Sam, who is just like literally slow, tiptoeing around the kitchen, goes, wow, he's really cutting it close. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of ground to cover, Sam. But also, like, Luke is running around but doing nothing. He's just like running from the fridge, fridge to the table and like knocking things over, but not actually cooking, it seems like. That's how you cook. Five, four, three, two, one. Time's up. Utensils down, hands up, Viking. <laughs> so the Brown team is up first. Now this is Jack, Big Dumb Jackson's team, okay? So Jackson presents, and he's like, well, I made coal-roasted eggplant with, I mean, I think, I believe, it's a macadamia romesco and maybe like a serrano creme for I don't know. I see colors and chunks. That's all I know. It has a really smoky, but perhaps sweet, but also maybe perhaps sour, but generally savory, but maybe bitter finish. I think you'll really enjoy it. And Sarah, the watermelon chopper, right? Yeah. So Sarah, the watermelon <laughs> chopper, is like, um, it was macadamia nut sauce to serve with the pork and the scallops that I pulled. <laughs> and Pamela goes, there are no scallops here, or pork. Those words are ridiculous to be in the same sentence in the first place. But now I have to say them in another sentence. Scallop and pork, absent. <laughs> So Robert is like, yeah, well, I noticed she had corn, so I started a succotash, and then I grilled pork, so I don't think anything I made made it to the plate. And Dawn, Dawn is, Dawn's learning. She just does this. <laughs> just cocks her head to the right. That was good, Dawn. That was good. So Jackson's like, sorry about that. I was looking for it. I mean, I was looking for the meat. And Sarah goes... Uh, it was under the grill, but it was at your station. Like, he's like, oh. And then he goes, I'm sure it was great. 
And then Padma does her first rhetorical question of the season. You didn't see the pork? God damn it. We've got a bunch of idiots this year. So then the red team, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Red team. Who knows? Envision them. Leah, There's a team that's Leah, red. Stephanie, and, Leah, Stephanie, and Demar. another person. Oh, okay. Another person. So theirs looks gross. It's Jay. like chickens. Like, it looks like boiled chicken over like some corn. It looked like bones, but it was meat. <laughs> yeah, it was it weird. Because it was sliced. You know, like when you buy the pre cooked grilled chicken in the plastic bag, and then it's like, it's already grilled. You don't have to do shit. And you yeah. pull it out, and it's already cut into those weird fingers. They, they look like actual chicken fingers, you know, yeah. like those things. Ugh. So, I you mean, know, a lot of those. I'm like, disgusting. So you know it's a bad dish because Padma turns into like the principal. Like she's got like the three people from recess and brought them into her office and she goes, who cooked the pork? <laughs> and Don's like, uh, so this pork, did you use oil in the pork? And Stephanie, um, who is the one with the, the bra straps, okay, Stephanie. She has bra straps. Stephanie's like, um, I believe there was a little oil in the marinade. And Don goes, was there oil in the marinade? And then Glasses is like, um, did not put oil in the marinade. I set things on the counter. Anyone? Did you guys see the things I set on the counter? I win the counter challenge. Thank you. Don, I got this one. Did you mean to forget the oil in the marinade? So then, oh, this is Damar's team. Green team, Nick, Evelyn, and Damar. So I didn't even write anything down you for them. You didn't, okay. have, no, you didn't have to because it literally goes, and we have a New York strip steak with cream corn and charred Brussels, char Brussels sprouts. It goes, great, yellow team. It just goes on. We just don't even hear Thank you. And that was, was the like, one wow. that looked the best to me, too. Oh, well, maybe, you know, you don't concentrate on the positive. This is television. So now it's the yellow team. Buddha's, like, shaking, yeah, he's, you know? Buddha's and he's like, we made some barbecue beef and a salsa verde salad, butter sauce, and I did it in the technical French technique. If you need to tell me that, sir... Take your food away from me. <laughs> Here's a delicious meal cooked in the traditional French. Get out. Get back. And he, and he goes, he's like pouring, he's like, I'm sorry, I got the shakes. Oh, it's just like Gail when she hasn't had a milkshake in three days. <laughs> Bless her heart. Don't worry, Buddha. I'm used to people being nervous. Go ahead. <laughs> So then Joe comes and she goes, I'm a Texas chef, so it's a great time for produce. I think this was filmed in the spring. It's like literally a good time for produce everywhere, but thanks for the Texas show. But also like, if she weren't a Texas chef, would it no longer be a good time for produce? Well, yes. I mean, <laughs> did you look out the windows of the plane? So now, so now we go to the blue Not team. always a good time for produce, okay? So now we go to the blue team, and Luke is like, sorry, guys. And he just brings empty plates up. And you just know, like, we're just, like, all bracing, like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. I know. And you know I was dying to see a stir fry. <laughs> but he didn't. And he goes, guys, I'm really sorry. I just focused too much on trying to put my own spin onto this stir fry. I was trying to do a coriander paste. 
That's fucking coriander and some olive oil, sir. What the hell, right? Yeah. There's chefs over there, right? Are, there, are you guys chefs over there? Oh, we do have a chef? Oh, you see, oh, I can hear your laughter. Your laughter is like about to throw a pan at my head. No, I'm just kidding. But I can, I can, I can hear, hear you. watermelons being chopped over there. Like they will, I they, could tell there was a chef over there. Call me. Call me. Love you. So, um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, they, so basically... Yes, okay, thank you. <laughs> Baby gorgeous. So, um, let's see. So anyway, so the point is this. They serve empty plates to Padma, and she's not happy at all, so she just dismisses them. She goes, okay, that'll be all. Don goes, Losers. you should all be proud of yourselves. And Padma just looks at her like, amateur. <laughs> well, no, Don, so Don tries to do this thing. She goes, guys, please let that be a period in your paragraph moment and pick yourselves up in the next challenge. Padma's like, they're losers. Stop it. <laughs> Periods and paragraphs. I was the one who was married to a novelist for crying out loud. Yeah. So uh, Padma goes, so Don, which team fell a little Tom Colicchio? I'm sorry, short. <laughs> so Don's like, the blue team, duh. I mean, they didn't have a dash, you know. But, you know, look, I know what it's like to lose time, but you need to let that help you. How the fuck is losing time going to help me? <laughs> and, pa and so she says, and the red team... The pork was just really dry, and it lacked seasoning and flavor. And Padma goes, that pork was so overcooked. Time for the good news. You can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they liked the yellow team. The steak was beautiful. Uh, Don loved the brown team, which was Jackson, Big Dumb Jackson. Because he and Jackson, you know, at the beginning, I was like, Big, Big Dumb Jackson is gone soon, you know? Yeah because he just seems like a dumbass. But he actually pulled through. He made the grill, the charred eggplant that ended up kind of winning this challenge, yeah, right? And Padma well. goes, I didn't even mind that it was a vegetarian dish. <laughs> Stupid. I love when they just hate on vegetarianism. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain, bless you, RIP. I remember when he would be a guest on these shows and he's like, that's vegan? Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. Get out. Fuck you, by the way. <laughs> so now, with the quick fire done, yellow, so yellow team won, and now Padma segues us into the next part. She goes, all right, who's ready to get to the meat of the challenge? Ha, 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 ha. That was a joke. I learned it from my dear friend, Ali Wong. We know comedy. Mm-hmm. Now, please welcome all-star guest, Kristen Kish. You might know her from Top Chef, Top Chef Again, Top Chef Kids, Top Chef Amateurs, Top Chef All Skate. I love roller skating. Top Chef Candy Corn, Top Chef Toddlers coming soon. And also Tom's here. Hi, Tom. Oh, Tom, for a moment I thought you were a lollipop vendor. Didn't recognize you with that hat on. Uh, hey, chefs. Hey, uh, hey chefs. Hey, chefs. Hey. Uh, hey, chefs. Yep. It's great to see you. Yep. Uh, and Leah's like, Leah's like, I, she's glasses, so get her personality ready. 
I have watched these people on Top Chef for many years, and like, it's a moment. But like, you know when you feel like you're about to get punched? Yeah, like when you try to take away a Charleston Chew from Gail. <laughs> Chefs, uh, you, know, you know what we're gonna need for you today? Chefs, you're gonna need to test your limits. And you know what? You're gonna get through it, and you're gonna be better off for it. Or, you're gonna drop out. <laughs> because, uh, you, you know, you can't take it, then you're gonna embarrass your father by becoming something called a mixologist. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. What is that? Uh, what is that? You know, you're gonna rise to the challenge or you're gonna become a mixologist. You know, it's just what it is. I'm traumatized forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 I've got great news, especially for Team Blank Plate. <laughs> <laughs> you get to keep the same teams for the next challenge. You're like, oh! Congrats ahead of time for losing blue plates, blank plates, whatever. So Tom, Tom's, their, their next challenge is that they all have to create a dish, uh, three cohesive dishes that highlight beef. Beef. There are 15 chefs. These chefs at the end, I mean, this is as bad as watching Chopped when they're like, cat poop, licorice, and tuna fish or whatever. Oh. They gotta eat 15 versions of beef. I know. And you know at least 14 of them are nasty. Yeah. You just know that they are. Yeah. <laughs> so tomorrow, you'll have two and a half hours to cook and prepare at the Annie Cafe before service begins. And as we all know, the Annie Cafe was where the seminal musical Annie was written. No, no, oh, it's just called Annie. Well, we've still got a really tiny version of Daddy Warbucks here anyway, don't we, Tom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> Tom, Doc, why are you following me? Where is Gail? Why isn't she on yet? <sighs> so they all have to pick different cuts of beef. I will spare you the details. Well, no, I like, wait, no, I am, I enjoyed how Padma explained it. She goes, okay, because they reel in. Tom and Kristen wheel in this giant platter of like huge cuts of meat. And so Pamela tells the rules. She goes, yellow team, you get to choose first because you won. Losers. <laughs> you get to choose, you choose the meat and then you get to choose the team that picks after you. And then so on. Get it? Get it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so they're gonna... like she's, like, yeah. It's very complicated. <laughs> Get it. Get it. So all the three chefs on each team have to make their own dish, but they have to go with the other dishes on their team. Okay? Yeah. So it's very loose in the first place. So, I mean, what's the connecting factor here? They all try to come up with different answers. It's fucking beef. That's your yeah. connecting point. Okay? So Kristen, yeah, Kristen is like, well... I remember on my season where it was a group challenge, but we all had to make the same dish. I mean, this is a luxury to be able to make all your own dishes and just tie them together. Oh, the old, when I did it, it was harder. Yeah. Kristen, you were on here like a few years ago, <laughs> okay? Know. It's not like you didn't have an iPhone growing up. Also, like me. <laughs> now that was rough. When I was your age, I didn't even have an iPhone. Do you know how hard it was to have sex with myself in the 90s? I had to use my imagination. It's very hard. Very hard. Or hopefully hard. So, uh, 
Thanks, Kristen, for that bit of inspiration, like a guilt trip inspiration. Like, you better be appreciative of this challenge. Well, Kristen's had a lot of practice because she is on, I mean, every Top Chef spinoff. There's been one, right, this year. Like, Top Chef amateurs could watch it. Terrible. Yeah. But she was on there a lot because they bring all the old chefs. The, not old, I shouldn't Previous say old. chefs. Previous chefs. Previously on chefs. So Kristen's ready. <laughs> on Top Chef previously. <laughs> At stake, nothing, because no one cares about the other Top Chefs. <laughs> But Kristen's like practice, and she's ready to rip a new asshole to everybody yeah. here, and I like it. So okay, let's see. So they start bre- they break into teams. They're starting to like plan up menus and everything. One team's gonna do like a peppercorn tasting, and another like Buddha wants to do a spotted dick dessert. You know, with a oh my gosh, I mean it might sound crazy, but we have this dish where I come from called spotted dick, and one of the ladies goes. How do you spell that? <laughs> T-O-M-C-O-L. What? Oh, sorry. He's like, it's delicious. It's got fruits and beef fat. He's like, mmm, Buddha. <laughs> so then we go over to the red team, and I knew they were in trouble when they had this discussion, okay? Because Leah is like, they're all trying to figure out what they're going to do. And um, bless their hearts. So there's this lady Jay, and she's she's very sweet. She's she's Korean, and she wants to do a Korean dish. And she says, "Oh, I want to do a rice dish that's kind of a soup." And Leah goes, "Okay, so it's a soup with." And she goes, "Rice." <laughs> and then Stephanie, Stephanie goes, "Yeah, and I would like to do a pasta." And Leah goes, "So more of like a wonton." She's like, "A pasta." Ravioli. <laughs> she goes, "No, like ravioli." <laughs> Okay, so you want to make a salad, a pasta. So Leah's like, um, I think that that sounds a little separated from the other dishes that we're doing. And Stephanie's like, oh, okay, well, I could definitely use bok choy in the pasta. Asian. So then Stephanie tells us, growing up in North Dakota, I was like incredibly rural. Everyone has a farm or like a ranch. We had steak and potatoes. I want to represent that. But like now I have to like put a spin on it with this Asian flair. I was like, this is top chef, ma'am, not top potato. <laughs> I know. Okay? God, Get it's... used to it. That's her, that's her every week. That's her the next two weeks she's still on this show. I know. She's going to be like, what? You know, though, it's about time that steak and potatoes was acknowledged as an important food movement. It does not... It doesn't get on enough menus. It's not enough people's repertoire. I'm glad she's standing up for steak and potatoes. That's a, Hopefully that's a cool someone's going to change it for steak and potatoes this year. Hopefully <laughs> one of those young chefs willing to put their foot down. So you know what I want? I want someone to be really bold and get into water. Okay, okay, settle down. Whoever's down there. Quiet, otherwise Pab is going to have to shame you out dissing, of here. We're not dissing steak and potatoes. We're saying everyone has steak and potatoes every goddamn day, man. It's not only Milwaukee, it's America. We love our steak and potatoes. Hello, look at me. I'm a walking potato. <laughs> what is steak? So, let's see here. Oh, so, lady. <laughs> 
You've got me defensive about potatoes already. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so um, Whole Foods shopping time. So yeah. Robert, Robert, uh, the big serious guy who dropped his succotash, is like, my style <laughs> is simple. It's rustic, so I'm making gnocchi. Because I worked in a Michelin star, I worked in a Michelin star restaurant, but it wasn't mine. And I don't want to be in anyone's shadow. Like, whoa. <laughs> You gotta own the restaurant to have, take credit for the Michelin star? I'll eat at a Michelin star restaurant and take credit for that shit for a month. He's like, at my restaurant, we'll be throwing corn on the floor and hiding meat in desks. Right. <laughs> so then, the plight of poor Stephanie. She's like, I really wanna bring out my love for Italian food but my team wants to go th the Asian round. So I'm making seared top round roast with sweet potato puree and braised bok choy. Oh, the no. bok choy will solve everything. But here's the other thing, the whole challenge is beef. Yeah, but all, and also you like- You got what you wanted. Yeah, and also she's like, I want to do something steak and potatoes, but I want to celebrate my Italian roots, but also my steak and potatoes, but I'm gonna put bok choy in it. Stephanie. So let's see, um, blah, 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 so, green team. Top chef knows her a real bitch. Okay, every time well, I even look away, I'm like, oh my God, where am I? What's happening? Oh, oh, I'll, tell you, oh I'll tell you where we're at. Oh. Leah's got a bladder infection. <laughs> Poor Leah. I mean, this is just not going well for Leah, okay? And she's like, I really don't want it to get in the way. Ring, ring, hold on. Hi, oh hi, production. What, someone has a bladder infection? Are they famous? Do they write any books? Do they have any Netflix specials? Shoot them like a sick horse. Bye. <laughs> so uh, then they all go to their apartment. And they're like, oh my God, guys, we're a team. We're all on top chef. Which is hilarious, because in like two weeks, they're going to be like, Fuck that bitch, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then the uh, Brown team, uh, who's like big dumb Jackson, yeah. so they all sit and they're like, let's plan things. We're the serious ones. So I was like, ha ha, nerds, you're gonna lose. You've I, got Jackson. I thought for sure that they had Jackson. Did they have, no, they didn't have, did they have Succotash guy? No, that was a different team. But I thought no. for sure. Yes, like, it's Robert, Jackson, and Sarah, the watermelon Succotash, Succotash, yeah, of course. Succotash and Hidden Meat. It's, I was like, these guys are gonna be terrible. And they're not socializing with the rest of the group. Yeah. They're done. I was like, they're fucked. So then um, Leah's like, oh, my bladder infection. So then... <laughs> so then it's the next morning, and she wakes up, and she had like a 101-degree fever. And this is like, I love this, when, when the chefs on the show get really serious about it, and she's like, I had a 101 fever, but you know what? I know how to be strong in moments when I need to be strong, so I'm going to be strong and make a summer roll today. <laughs> Oh, uh, poor thing, though, when your bladder. But can I also say something about temperature in general? Okay, so yeah. you know COVID, right? So we all yeah. have this COVID shit at our house, like masks. Well, I mean, we have those everywhere. But um, temperature things. Okay, so you know the little temperature thing that you put kind of by your forehead, and it's like, bloop. Thermometer, You're, yeah. You have a, yeah, but... <laughs> I Go there, on. I thought there was a... <laughs> I thought there was a special name for the newfangled ones. Hold on, let me call Ali Wong. You gotta listen to this. <laughs> Go on. Okay, a thermometer, a newfangled thermometer. We didn't have the 
those when we were kids. Your dad stuck his finger up your butt and just prayed. <laughs> Weird. I don't know where that came from. That did not happen. Anybody taking this little? <laughs> Literally did not. So I got one of those things, right? Because I was like, oh my God, we're going to be traveling. And Ben, you know. Uh, ben wears off on me because Ben's like, do I have COVID right now? So I literally think I have COVID five times a day. Like, yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I probably have it right now. He's like, you should go get tested. I'm like, I don't care. You know? <laughs> so we're different in that way. But um, I got one of those things. And so, you know, the first couple of days, I'm like, oh, bloop. My temperature is a 96. That's not yeah. normal, is it? No, my, mine, I'm, not a, I'm always at 97.6. I'm That's, like a cool radio station. But Aren't you supposed to be like a 98.2 or something? They flipped the format on that station. 97.6 is where all the current hits are. That's my temp. My no, radio station is like, like, welcome to 96.0, where you're dead inside, but you're still sweating all the time in public. Classic rock. So... <laughs> So now we're finally at Annie's Cafe, and they're all cooking. And you know what was funny? There was like a lot of buildup about the butchering. I was so ready to see them all just fuck up all the meat, because they were like, oh, I better not mess this up. I own a butcher shop. Well, meat's kind of my thing. I better not fuck up. They're all talking about butchering, and they're fine. You don't see anything. They're fine. Yeah, they're, they're like, you have to butcher your own meat. Basically, you're a girls' soccer team that's just crashed somewhere on Showtime. <laughs> Learn to break down that deer, Yellow Jackets, bitch. But it's not. They're just like, fuck, I got my meat. Yeah, it was very, it was very anticlimactic. Very, very anticlimactic. So they're all, they're all butchering. They're starting to cook. Buddha's got his spotted dick meat going. His beef fat going. And so then Damar, he's the one with Virtue Restaurant. Woo! So Damar is like, uh, listen, we're supposed to use all of the product, so I'm going to sear my beef, and then I'm going to render the fat of the beef to use on my mushrooms. <laughs> Which I was like, sounds delicious, you know? Okay. Like, put some fruit in it. Sounds yeah. like a dessert at Sound, this point. Sounds great. And then Jay, this was notable for me, because Jay was saying how when she was in college, she would watch Top Chef in her dorm room like every single day and she would just like say like one day one day I'm gonna be on the show and then when she got on the show she said my parents are like very proud of me and I was like you're not a good chef your parents are proud of you <laughs> you're not good if you're gonna be on Top Chef you had to spend senior year of high school in a gutter your parents can't approve of you and you have to have a tattoo and I see none of those things Jay bye you need a kid somewhere just somewhere, you know? Oh, yeah, a kid that you can that's call. A top chef, that's a top chef thing, too. Yeah. So, uh, Gail is... I'm not making fun of children. So, Gail is... Just kidding. I'm so above that. Gail? So, Gail. Gail. Oh, the line of judges. Okay, so now it's time for judging, which, of course, it's almost like they knew we were going to attempt to recap this at a live show. They're like, here's 37 guest judges. <laughs> Thankfully for us, they were all real housewives. Yeah. <laughs> there were so many, we could not remember any of their names. So we're like, fuck it. That's Lisa Barlow. That's Countess Luann. That's Ramona Singer. So Gail's like, this is a very excited table of humans here. And Padma's like, welcome back to the show, Gail. Did you get my Valentine's Day card? 
um, it's not Valentine's Day. It says roses are red, violets are blue. You're wearing five different pinks on the same dress, and that's why you don't have a Valentine. <laughs> By the way, I... P.U. <laughs> Just in case you thought I couldn't rhyme, stupid. <laughs> Lena Waithe wrote that last part. I love, by the way, how the judges go walking into this Annie's restaurant in slow-mo like they're in Armageddon, like they're about to save the world. Like, Always. <laughs> so uh, Padma's like, I want to welcome everyone to Top Chef Houston. The chefs are very excited to cook for you all. And by the way, Mr. Person in a Blazer, your restaurant's beautiful. And by beautiful, I've never heard of this shitbox before. Why are we here? Annie's. Well, thank you so much for coming to Villa Annie's, darling. <laughs> you may have heard that we had reports of someone eating a tartar here and then having worms come out of their vagina, but... I'm not quite sure still how that's even physically impossible. So bon appetit! I'll be in the back if you need me. And please remember that after the meal, there'll be some lovely cabaret for everyone. Money can't buy you appetizers. Money can't... What? Money actually does buy appetizers? Well, fuck this. Well. I certainly never pay for them. <laughs> so the brown team is first. This is Jack, Big Dumb Jackson, Watermelon Chopper Sarah, and Gay Question Talker Robert, who dropped Hidden. the succotash. Okay, Hidden so they're pork. first. Hidden pork. So Padma's like... Brown team. Mm. Mm, delicious. I'm not waiting to enjoy this. She just starts mm. eating. And Jackson, they start going through all their dishes. Jackson did something with some kind of potato chip. I only know this is shit I like. I'm like, potato chips and yoki. Mm. You win. You win. And uh, yeah, he made like a vitello tonato, and Robert did a pot roast braised whatever. And there was some, Sarah did a tallow seared beef. And Pamna goes, mmm. I'm really into this team, I gotta tell you. All their dishes are delicious, and they go really well together, sort of like Gail with a dress barn coupon. Match made in heaven. And Tom is like, oh, well, you know what? I've gotta say this. There was a tartare served, and the tartare is ice cold. It's ice cold. Well, congratulations, refrigerators. You just won Top Chef. Thanks, Tom. Oh, it's so nice when you, uh, when you get something that's supposed to be cold, and it is cold, when things meet your expectations, unlike a son who you raised to be a world-class chef like his father, and he decides to become <laughs> mythologist. So <laughs> next is the green team with Damar Virtue Woo. Um, Nick, who is Nick? Uh, Nick is Mississippi. Oh, Nick is Mississippi. And then Evelyn, who's from Houston. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but before they come out, Jamar, Jamar says something you never want to hear before you present food on Top Chef. My mushrooms are starting to congeal a bit. <laughs> uh, yum. Congealed mushrooms. That's a amuse-bouche. Jamar! This is Padma. 
Demar. And he's like, oh, well, I made roasted rare sirloin and mushrooms with sunchoke chips. Uh, so they all, you know, present their stuff. And it, none of it makes sense together, right? Because it's like a chart. I don't know why it doesn't make sense together, because I will eat anything with anything. Yeah. So I don't even know what the fuck, I don't know what the judges are talking about. Like, this isn't cohesive. I'm like, it's beef, 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 and potato shit. Yeah. Sounds great. Like, you all win. And Jamar's poor mushrooms, you could see them on camera. Do you guys notice the mushrooms? They look like, you know, when you make something that's really nice and you put it in the fridge, and then the next day you open it up, it has weird, like, orange blobs on yeah. it of, of, of oil. I was like, oh, Jamar. It's a heart staff. It's a good staff. It was staff. hard, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I used to try and cook with coke. It was like some diet where I was like, oh, my God, coconut oil. It's the new thing that's going to make us all thin. You remember that? So. Yeah. Sure do. <laughs> I would make stuff, and then I would take it out of the fridge, and I, because, you know, I'm, like, constantly single. Like, I make one thing, I'm eating it for, like, ten weeks or whatever. So I take it out, and it's like... <laughs> um, so let's see. So Tom's like, so, uh, how do you feel, Damar, that uh, these dishes are at all cohesive? And he's like, well, mine is supposed to be lighter and brighter. You cooked your mushrooms and beef fat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Light, bright beef fat. And then my favorite is that when the chefs are done presenting, Padma and Gail together both do a judgy reach of shame. They both reach for their water glasses like, we let this one onto the show. I love when they can agree with like a shitty water sip. Yeah. Like I got that like a, too. A really passive aggressive sip of water. So Giselle is there, and Giselle's like, Nick's dish is homie. But like Karen Huger, it's dry. Very, very dry. And then Ramona is like, whoa, you know what? It was a great dish, but the wrong cut, okay? You know what? Nick's grandmother who wasn't dependent on a man, probably used oxtails, okay? It reminds us one time when I was a little girl, and I went out to the farm, and I found an ox, and I grabbed the oxtail, and it punched me, and Geraldine Parsons Smith was like, that's what you get, little girl, you get punched by an ox, because you tried to grab its tail. To this day, I can't have oxtail, okay? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oxtail is D-class-set, okay? So next out is the blue team. Now this is um, Noma, Luke, Noma. Noma, you know, Noma. who didn't have a dish the first time. So he's like, my dish is tasty. He keeps, <laughs> what was it? Cause every time they show him, he's like, you said like a Sons of Anarchy accent. And then he switches, so would you say Vikings? He's, and well, he then looks he like, does like He a, looks like everything on the History Channel. Yes, and what's the one with? He's like Yellowstone, Vikings. Son of Anarchy and just an infomercial or something. What's the one with Utrid? Utrid! Oh, you love the that. Last Kingdom. Oh my God, that guy's so hot. Watch it. It's worth it. But anyway, Utrid has this accent. Like sometimes he talks like that, and sometimes he's like this. You like you're like, well, where are you even from? That's this guy, Luke. Luke. I just wanted to say Utrid. So he has this whole so lab. Yes. Oh, go on. sorry. So he serves them all their meat, of course. Beef challenge. And Padma's like, wow, Tom, this is like your son doing something correctly. 
very rare, Tom. Very, very rare. Very rare, Tom. Very, very rare. Tom's like, well, oh, doesn't uh, seem as mean when I say it, but okay. Well, I can see why my son has therapy. Yeah. So then um, Luke, so Luke, his whole thing is it's like a New York steak that's been cured in seaweed and a puree of black garlic and mushrooms underneath, like this whole elaborate thing. And then we cut to it. It looks like a filet mignon fell in some slush. It's just like dirty and like grimy. I wasn't impressed. Yeah. Well, if I had to say anything about this dash, <laughs> it's that. Uh, it's like a Diet Coke without aspartame. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Lisa Barlow's an amazing person. You know, now these he, he used roasted mushrooms, pickled mushrooms, and he cured stuff in seaweed. But there was no umami, there was no salinity, and there was never a conversation about what the sexual orientation is of that stage. But how are you gonna say, Meredith, <laughs> that yes. something that was pickled and cured in seaweed has no salinity? That was actually Kristen who gave that comment. Now, I didn't taste the food, but I was like, Kristen, you're coming for the best chef in the world, Chili's. I know. <laughs> Please be careful of where you tread. Get away from my awesome block. Wait, is that Outback? What's the one at Chili's? Is it the Awesome Blossom? Blooming Onion. The Bloom. No, uh, that's, a, that's Oh, outback. I'm sorry, that's Outback. I thought Chili's you is the Blossom Awesome Blossom. blossom. Yeah. Also, um, uh, this woman, Ashley, she's the one who does uh, the Appalachian thing. And she, uh, she makes some, but her, she actually makes like an African dish that's like a tartare. And there's a lady in an orange blazer. And she, I, this, I love when chefs just get so over the top. She goes, wow, that could really go down in tartare history. <laughs> okay, Rudolph the Red. Let me tell tartar. you a little something about tartare history. <laughs> Okay, this is like the fifth tartare they've had, or something, or like thirtieth. Okay, let me just—I don't want to exaggerate. It's a tartare with an egg yolk on top, the raw egg yolk. These—I'm not a psychic. These chefs are gonna shit like crazy later. The, <laughs> the guest judge—they're—they're they're all gonna be pooping. Okay. See a lot of pooping in your future. Someone. A lot of very confusing poop. You know when you're poop, I'm sorry, poop is so someone gross, get, I hate poop. Someone get extra linens to room 305, Gail has the meat sweats. <laughs> Bless Thank her you. heart. Oh God, stop that one, right in its tracks. Okay, so uh, let's see, red team, okay, so this oh, is Brostrom's. Big drama, big drama on this yes. one, big. So they're getting ready, okay? So bra straps, or I should say ravioli, the one he wanted to make pasta. Bra straps is like, who's no, no, mean to Sarah. bra straps, you know? Stephanie, yeah. S yes, <laughs> Stephanie, she goes, oh, whoops, I didn't get the bok choy on the plate. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Mm. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. 
So this team is just destined for disaster because you've got her who forgot her bok choy and then you've got Leah Glasses who made round steak into a summer roll with peaches. That is it's, some chewy ass. What kind it was of like the size of a burrito. It was like not, it was not, it was like chewy ass, like, uh, I don't know, whatever. It was just like gristle and she just put it all in. It was this enormous thing with tahini sauce. It was just a disaster. Like we see it coming and we know this is not going to work out well for her. So Stephanie, for their Asian-inspired, uh, or Korean, yeah, Korean-inspired meal, made sweet potato puree and steak. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then Don, so Don, they have a little menu that says what's supposed to be. So Don is like, um, was there braised bok choy in your dish? No, Don, how many times do I have to tell you? Did you mean to leave out the bok choy? <laughs> You'll get there, Don, don't worry. You'll get there. As Stephanie goes, that's the one thing I forgot. Stephanie is one of three things. <laughs> three things. Steak, sweet potato, bok choy. Okay, so um, Padma is like, um, I have a question. How did you come up with your menus? Did I have enough derision there for everybody to be <laughs> disgusted with themselves? <laughs> And Leah's like, well, we got inspired by these flavors, and then we did our own take on that. And then Listen to me, counter cooker. I'm not having any of that, all right, <laughs> lady who puts things on counters. And Gail says, well, I think there were some interesting ideas, but each of the dishes just really didn't come together for me. Okay, dress barn joke, up for grabs. Who wants it? Commercials. Here comes one right now. So the yellow team serves, and they serve the spotted beef and everything. And then this woman, Monique, we haven't talked about Monique, but she gets up there to present her food, and she's like a second grader at doing like a book report. She's like, <sighs> beef tartare marinated in hot uh, in seaweed paste and tamari. <laughs> wow. Do I have to say it again? Wow. Someone get this girl a gel mat. She looks stressed. <laughs> so they all leave, and Padma's like, congratulations, somehow famous people that I've never heard of, even though you're on the same channel as me, and I don't really understand why. None of you has nom been nominated for a James Beard Award. Congratulations. You've made it through 15 courses of beef. <laughs> no one's ever congratulated me on that shit. <laughs> I've been doing that shit for years. <laughs> okay, so, so now uh, it's time. Oh, do you have no, something gonna, to I was going to say at the stew room. So they all go to the stew Now it's going to be judging, and they all go to the stew room. And they all gather in the stew room, and Evelyn, you know, arms... She goes, so, everyone got food on the plate, right? Right, of course, everyone got food. And Stephanie's sitting there like, bok choy, bok choy, bok choy. Whoa, we're a team! This is that stew room where everyone's like, we love each other. Let's all huddle in together and go, whoa! <laughs> 
So judges table, dun 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 dun. It's like close-ups of everybody, it's just slow motion in judges table. So um, Tom, they come in, and Tom's like, "Well, some of you, some of you realize tonight for the first time, there's no sous chefs. Okay, there's no one here named Sue, right?" Okay, keep that in, keep that in. It was good, it was good, keep it in. Now, there were some big mess-ups tonight, but there were also some big gales. So, tonight's favorite team was Brown Team. Again, congratulations. You look a bit surprised, but you really have for the past three days, Watermelon Chopper. <laughs> and so Watermelon Girl Sarah is like, well, I mean, in a room of super accomplished chefs. Lies, none of them are accomplished. <laughs> well, the competition is really, really stiff. And Tom goes, well, you know, uh, collectively, you guys had three solid dishes. I mean, that's great. I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to really succeed at something I was hoping my son would show me, but um, fortunately, Everyone's like really upset for the son, the fictional son. <laughs> I know. We also give Tom's son a lot of oh, shit, yeah. but we don't apologize we don't for know, that. Yeah, yeah. There's no disclaimer about Tom's son. So, Gail, this Brown team is Big Dumb Jackson, who, you know, like put the meat under the grill, etc., and can't smell or taste. Okay, so. <laughs> This is the one that surprised me that he ended up coming through. And this was also the table that was like, we're not going to hang out. We're going to work instead because we're nerds. So you see, that goes yes, to show you. Nerds. Sometimes prejudging is wrong, even yeah. though I'll stick with that shit till the day I die and I don't care. Yep. He's a big idiot and he sucks. And you don't believe me right now, but wait, give it 12 weeks and call me. <laughs> so, oh. oh. Jesus, you oh guys, my, my rearranging in the chair is getting violent Careful. at this point. So uh, Tom basically says, yeah, they, they have really good dishes. And Gail says, like, it was, like, clearly a one coherent menu and everything. And Padma's like, I'm sorry, Gail literally goes, you guys didn't even mess around with friendship last night. You worked. I was like, oh, okay, Gail, okay. <laughs> so Padma's like, Robert. You were the only one out of the whole group who really cooked that meat and brought out that inherent beef flavor. I feel like there's a Gail joke in here. I'm really stretching for it. I wanna say something about her couch. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. I mean, Gail brings it out every day. Every time I ask her for a piece of gum, it's beef flavored. But somehow on a cooking show, we couldn't get we couldn't get 15 of you to make beef that actually tasted like beef. What a conundrum. So Gail's like, Jackson, you're tartare, and we've had a lot of those today. <laughs> if I had a nickel, eh, Gail? Jackson's like, how'd it smell? How'd it smell? Did you enjoy that spicy yet not spicy flavor it had and the scent of pine needles and fish and lion and candles, yes. I love that he had COVID two months ago and we're acting like he's never smelled anything. I know. <laughs> for being Did it, dicks. I was going for one of those uh, Christmas tree shaped things that hang from car <laughs> rear view mirrors. Like, so, so, Big dumb Robert wins, you know? Who would have thought? A big thought. redemption arc for him. 
So yeah, the guy, the guy who uh, hid the meat actually winds up winning because his gnocchis were so good. So there you go. You see? So then Bravo really fights against all of the misogyny and, every, and it's still the guy who hid the meat at the end of the show. Yes. Who, you just can't get ahead of it. Congratulations, Brown team. You can all step to the side and avoid the pit of fire we throw the loser into. Red team, please come forward and try not to look me in the eye. Thank you. Red team, unfortunately, you're all gross. No one wants to sit with you. Sadly, all of you. But also, one of you will be going home tonight. Not sadly for us, but sadly for whoever is in your home that has to eat your trash bot cooking when you get back there. <laughs> okay, let's get into the nitty gritty of these dishes and figure out what went wrong. I'll start everything. <laughs> so then Stephanie, they're like, Stephanie, what the fuck? <laughs> Bok choy is literally one of the biggest vegetables I've ever seen. <laughs> Who loses bok choy? <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, were you comfortable doing something Asian-inspired? <laughs> Do you know what Asia is? And Stephanie's like, I don't know any Asian cuisine. And Padme goes, sir, the bok choy. Was that in the vinaigrette? She's like, there isn't a vinaigrette. Sweet potatoes and a steak. Uh, so, yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, this show. It, like, it gives you the best in the country, but at the same time, you're like, wait a minute. How much did I pay for that fucking piece of salmon? Because that's never happening again. <laughs> so, uh, Tom, you know, basically Stephanie blames time, you know, right. as we all do. So then, so then Padma turns to Jay. Jay, walk us through why your first elimination challenge, you went for something you admitted that you weren't even that familiar with because Jay had made a North Korean dish that she had never, she only like heard about. So she says, she's like, well, you know, I wanted to, you know, I, I, I really wanted to take up the, the raw beef and, and Padma goes, are you okay? Cry, baby. Oh, someone made a North Korean dish. Wow, wow. I think it's the first time I've seen tears. Come on, be tough. Poor Jay is like, well, I mean, I read about it. I read about the dish, so I wanted to try and make it. And Tom goes, huh, you have to eat to understand. <laughs> Which is why we call Gail Encyclopedia Frown. So... You're doing it right, Gail. She knows everything. <sighs> Le Le Leah spelled like Princess Leia. How about you? Do you make a lot of summer rolls wherever your glasses are from? Where you're from was just, was summer just full of trash and disgusting things because that's what was in your summer roll. <laughs> Leah, do you just like to roll up carpets until they become so big they can't fit through any doorways? Because that's what your summer roll was like. Gail goes, yeah, you know, I mean, that summer roll, it was just large and overstuffed. <laughs> what? What? I mean, it can go in so many different directions. What? 
So now it's judges alone time. And Padma's like, it's the first challenge, and it's always tough not kicking off 15 people when you're only supposed to kick off one. But here we are. Uh, that first challenge is so tough. So many unfamous people in one small place. We gotta get rid of some of them. Difficult. And uh, Gail's like, you know what the problem was? No, all three of those people in the bottom, no one trusted themselves today. Wow, Gail, so insightful. And Tom goes, yeah, I mean, you know, I think the chefs are clearly nervous and, you know, lots of little mistakes being made, like trying to think that your son could ever be a world-class chef like you are. Just little mistakes and judged and expectations. Batman goes, you know, <laughs> that summer roll, the beef was the least tense. I like when Padma gets really emotional. She starts like putting her shoulders and her head movements into it. I know. She goes, that beef was the least tended to, and it was the thing that needed the most tending. <laughs> tend your beef. Tend? You heard it here first. Tend your beef. Hold on. I'm calling my dear friend Allie Wong. Allie, we gotta do something about this beef. It was intended to. I think we have to have a fundraiser. You're great too, thanks, bye. So back in the stew room, um, Leah and uh, oh. Bra Straps are both really disappointed because they, you know, sucked. And so they're both <laughs> going, I own it. No, yeah. I'm gonna own it. No, I own it. No, I own it. I own it! <laughs> I own it! How are you, Summer Roll? How are you? I own it. You're late for the judging, Lisa Rinna. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, Leah's doing a lot of like, I own it. And so Padma goes, well... I think we have our answer. TJ Maxx, that's Gail's favorite. <laughs> so then they bring in the chefs to kick them off and Tom gives us his speech. This was a pretty low one for Tom, I have to yeah. say, because normally they're like, normally he's like, in the life of a chef. Okay, but today he's like, you know, normally uh, chefs, I would say a long line about the life of the chef and how you went wrong today, but, and you still have a future ahead of you, really bright one, but frankly, I've eaten an entire family tree of cows today, and I want to poop until season 20 begins. Padma? 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 Normally, I say which unfamous person has to go home, but actually one of our guest judges wants to do the elimination, so come on up here. Thank you. Leah, if you ever make a summer roll again, this will cost you more than Last Chance Kitchen. This will cost you a lot. Get out of here, Leah, stupid face. Leah, please pack your glasses and go to a Warby Parker as soon as possible. <laughs> and Leah's like, it really sucks, but I mean, you just don't put your entire life on hold to cook in the most prestigious cooking challenge to be eliminated in the first challenge. Get your steaky, <laughs> rubbery, summer roll bullshit <laughs> out. And she's like, I'm a fighter. Don't count me out yet. You were literally just counted out. I know. Bye! They Bye always now! Do, they always do that. They always do the, I'm just happy because I showed my kids that if you try hard enough, you can do anything. You were eliminated. <laughs> 
can't get rid of me, ma'am. Uh, your car's waiting. <laughs> like turning off the lights, turning off the cameras. Just like we were about to do. That brings that us to the, the end, end of Top Shop. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for coming to the first one. Thank, thank you, for you being Milwaukee. Here. Thank I you, Turner Ballroom. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Wow, we love you guys. Bye, everybody. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Courtney Shamazing Shaudel. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Dana C. Dana Do. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Wee McLovin, Karen McClellan. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. She's our queen, Marie Levine. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 Days of Summers. The incredible edible Matthews Sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Kristen, the Ruby Rubano. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. 